I am Itesha Jeff, and I am a mindfulness and meditation practitioner, author, as well as an inspirational speaker. And this is In Conversation with the Masters. And in this series, I will be in conversation with open-minded, open-hearted, and conscious living people from across the globe who will be answering some of life's most profound questions. And today... We are so lucky to be talking to David Crudder, who is a master neurologist and intuitive reader with clients from across the world. And now David can help you uncover unconscious blocks, see people's gifts and patterns, and what career is actually best for them. And David is also a master at profiling people just by looking at their photo. And I have seen David work his magic and he is just really, today we are sitting with a master of masters. And not only that, he is a powerhouse. He is really a powerhouse of wisdom. And, and again, you know, we are just so, so blessed to have him with us today. So David, thank you so much for making time to have a chat with us today. No problem. It's so great to be here and such an honor. So thank you for having me, my friend. <laughs> it's only a pleasure. It's only a pleasure because let me tell you, friends, that you are so lucky that David has made time to talk to you because as his friend, we haven't actually spoken like this in years. So the fact that he's made time to talk to all of us is just incredible and we are really grateful. So thanks, David. Now, what question do you ask somebody who is a true master? What question do you ask when, when you are sitting in the presence of someone truly awakened and truly amazing and wonderful who has wisdom from the ages? What question do you ask such a person? In fact, I feel a little nervous. So David, I'm going to start off a little light uh, here. So the first question, okay. you, my friend, is let's put an end to the debate. Does pineapple belong on a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> For some people. <laughs> some people love it on pizza. Yeah. And you? And some people don't. So do you think that uh, it is a crime to put uh, pineapple on a pizza? I don't think it's a crime. <laughs> I think um, if people want that Hawaiian flavor, fruit, <laughs> fruity flavor on their pizzas, then great. And you? Do you like pineapple? Because I actually do. Uh, I don't always like it on my pizza, but there have been times where I have. And but usually these days I don't put it on my pizza <laughs> okay so there you go folks that's the answer pineapple does not belong on the pizza okay so let's get serious david so uh the first question that i want to ask you and i'm sure you have some thoughts and opinions about this is where do we actually come from uh and you know there are actually two levels to this one maybe on the level of the soul maybe but the other I think which I want you to maybe share your thoughts on where do we come from as a species, as a uh, just um, as just as human beings. 
So one theory is that we came from um, we came from Adam and Eve. The other possible theory is that we evolved from dolphins. I'm sure you may have heard that theory as well, that we came from dolphins. Dolphins, as you know, are very similar to human beings. The other theory is that we evolved from some kind of a monkey. And then, you know, there's one more theory that we somehow came from aliens. Uh, I have a theory about where we came from, but I would love to hear what you think first. Where do you think we've come from? Well, nothing like starting off with a big question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, this can, I would answer this in different ways. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, personally, I have to go personal here because personally I have a belief in creator. Right. You know, like the force in Star Wars, like that higher power with intelligence that's made up of love and has wisdom to it, higher consciousness to it, that is connected to all of us. So I... Personally, I believe in creator. However, meaning that higher energy, frequency, and power of love. However, since I'm going to go personal here. Yeah. And not hold back. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I also believe in the ET theory. Right. That we were... um, that many of us in this world were created by higher forms of intelligence that were more advanced and we were like a, I don't want to say a science experiment, mm-hmm. but a, a seed planet for different to, of different life forms that was created for this planet, as well as other planets. Yeah. So then to elaborate on all of this a little more, we're on a soul journey. Yeah. So we're soul, souls traveling. And our souls have been put into these bodies. Our bodies are like a spacesuit for the experience of coming to school here. Life is the teacher. And our body is like our outfit we're wearing for the experience of coming to school here to learn on a soul level. Um, So the physical body, the outfit, isn't permanent. It's like in that series on, I forget the name of it, on Netflix where they call the bodies the sleeve. Okay. Um, I forget the name of that series, but I'd know it if I heard it. Um, our body is not a permanent thing, but our soul is. Our soul doesn't dissolve. Our soul continues. So I don't know if that answers the question in the way that you were thinking. <laughs> I, it's just, well, you it's know, just I, me not holding back and saying what, comes to me about it because it's such a big question 
It is a really big question. I know that you actually can color that in more, maybe for a smaller group or a smaller audience, you know, uh, uh, but uh, I do understand what you are say saying and you have answered uh, it really well because I also agree with one theory, with, uh, with the theory that you're actually talking about, that we could have been really engineered by some you know, higher beings, you know, who we can... Engineered is a great way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, so some kind of higher beings, and you could also slash, you know, aliens. But, but you see, the moment you use the word aliens, then you sound like, you know, but uh, aliens are not green guys walking around, you know. Uh, they're just higher beings that could have um, actually... So, some forms of them can be that, but they can be a lot of forms and other things too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can I share with you where I think we come from? Please, I'd love uh, to hear which, you. Which I think is kind of real uh, and also scary. Now, you know, if, if I showed you this uh, iPhone um, 100 years ago, you, have, you would have thought that this was a creation that's absolutely genius. That this much of technology can fit inside here. There's no way you could say, you know, 100 years ago. And the reason that I'm starting off with that point is because I want to share with you that in the Bible, it says that... Um, God created man in his image. And I just want to let any, everybody know out there, and I'm sure you know as well, that I don't prescribe to any religion, but I'm just quoting this from the Bible, that God created uh, man in his image. Have you seen or heard of an AI called Sophie? Heard of it. Yeah, so... Now, so very much yeah, look, there's, there's, there's not much to, to, to know about her, but she's an AI and she's a lady. And uh, she, you can have, you can have a full on conversation with her. In fact, I could actually interview her and she would answer questions back to me. And if you look at Sophie, wow. she looks like a human being. Mm. And she, she, she has like, you know, the top part of her body. I'm here up to her head. And if you see her, if she was possibly in a crowd of people, you would not think that she's a robot. She's AI. So it got me thinking, what if the God that created us was the prior generation of humans? You see, mm. AI, we're going to have robots, AI walking around as if it's you and, you and me. We're going to have lovers as AI very soon. You know, we're going to have a relationship with these things. I mean, besides, because we think that they're going to be washing our clothes or cleaning our house or serving us food, but eventually they're going to integrate with society. And I think they would get to a point where the, the technology becomes so great that they're going to have human-like skin. And then eventually they will just uh, take over the planet and uh, we will die as human beings, but they will take over and live. And we will find a way for, uh, for them to uh, live 
an entire lifetime without being plugged in or charged because we are also not far away from having a phone that doesn't need charging and that's just mm-hmm. my theory. <laughs> um yeah so okay another tough question do you think time travel is possible and if time travel is possible why haven't we seen any of the time travelers i think that we already have time travel but it's been kept from most of humanity as a hidden technology that they already have and have been working with since um many 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 years now mm. and i think they've had access to it for many years i don't think they're planning on releasing it for a while mm. but i do think it's coexisting in our world without most people even knowing that it is available in there to the few who are um included in working with it but do you think that we can travel back in our time can we actually go back to our reality that we are living in in our sort of timeline can we travel in our timeline or do we have to travel to another reality that goes back in past back in time in the past i think it, i think it could be done both ways yeah if you're talking like a time traveling machine yeah. which i do believe it already exists mhm um you could travel back on a timeline to that time or forward but if you're talking about within ourselves we can go through shamanic journey mhm shamanic journey work um through even breath work can take us can rebirth us and take us to another place of consciousness so there are techniques you know breath work shamanic journey work meditation um i'd have to think of some other ones but yeah. those those come to mind right away but what value do you think we would have in time travel besides going back in time and finding all of the lotto numbers you know what other value do you think people may be using it for sometimes people can have healing through it mm-hmm. and sometimes people can create a different healing consciousness for our world and for humanity through that So those are all very worthy reasons. Um other reasons other than healing maybe to learn but then you know people need to be mindful about how they choose to um what their intentions are for doing that kind of thing and opening it and and going for it. You know human beings very rarely learn from their mistakes you know and uh, you know uh, whoever has access to this technology has to be really wise and really awakened because imagine always going back in time to fix some error that you've made now in the present 
only to have some other issue come up. So you will have to always end up going back in time to try to fix what's happening now. Because uh, no matter what, we will always have some, some kind of chaos. We can't, we can't change that. Let's say, for example, we go back in time and we stop the Titanic from hitting that iceberg, saving thousands mm-hmm. of people. If we do that, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the repercussions of that. Because what if there was a kind of a uh, Hitler that was on that ship who right. went out and then, you know, killed more people? So you think you're doing, you, you are actually doing something good, but actually you're making the situation worse or just as the, the, uh, the same. Absolutely. We never know. Yeah, what impact, what yeah. impact what we do has completely. So I think you actually answered the question there by saying, I mean, I, well, I think you answered the question really wisely by saying, maybe we don't go back in time to do anything, but simply to observe people and situations and yes. experience a time. It's like maybe like going to a movie where the rule is you go there and you sit there, but you can't interfere with the real or the character or the story or the movies. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. That's why we haven't seen it or hear it because that's the rules of time travel. So <laughs> it's different. Yeah. I think it would be told differently by different people depending on where their consciousness is and their intentions. Yeah. And I do think there's a safety piece in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David, are we really free? And when I ask that question, do we actually have our own thoughts, beliefs, and ideas? Or even just as a society, do you really think that freedom exists? Other than being a concept, I think we bring the freedom with us everywhere we go. Mm. Bring the freedom to the party Mm. of life or to school. Um, Freedom is whatever we're really telling ourselves about the experience we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so if we're telling ourselves and, and believing what we're telling ourselves about it, then we're bringing it. Because we can tell ourselves a lot of things, but we don't always believe what we're telling ourselves. Absolutely. That's true. But as a human being, I sometimes do not feel that I am really, that I am really an individual that has that has unique thoughts. I feel that I am a real product of society. I've been taught what to think. Everything has been recorded based on our experiences and then that becomes part of us when we become connected to it and identified with it. Mm. And what I mean by identifying is like when you go to a movie and you see an emotional scene and you feel yourself becoming emotional, yeah. And then you relate it, because you related it to something you've been through, 
or someone you know, mm. and you start to become emotional, then you've identified with it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, we could identify with any experiences and things that happen in life, mm. but if we identify with it, we become it. Absolutely. And there's not as much freedom in that. Mm. Because it, it makes us a little more attached. Mm -hmm. We're not removed enough to observe it and see it all clearly when we're identified with it. Yeah. I wonder how much of me is actually me. Because, say for example, my mom liked uh, wearing the color red so because i love my mom then i say okay red is now my favorite color you know or i drive a certain car like i mean okay let's use this example it's more likely that you are going to bank with the same bank that your parents actually banked with or use the same insurance broker that they used or another example why do you use the washing machine uh, why do you why do you use the washing powder that you use? Is it because you chose freely, or is it because your parents used it when you were growing up, or is it because the advert on TV was so good enough that it actually made you buy it? So you didn't actually freely choose to use that washing powder to use that broker. You were influenced. Yes. So. And we all have likes and dislikes. Yes. And we're all, run by, we're all run by our likes and dislikes completely. And, and um, or need for connection or attention or comfort. Uh, sorry. And to actually really belong. So we want to be like other people and we want to belong to a group or to a culture. So yes. say, okay, I buy a band or whatever it is. A lot of these are deeply instinctual phenomena and needs that we all have as humans. Yeah. The, the need to be loved, the need to feel productive, the need to feel seen So on heard. And that level you know, to burst everyone's bubble, we aren't as unique as the inspirational pictures on Facebook tell us that we are, right? We're we all the same. Sure. Yeah, because our, it's, it's our ego that likes to say, you are unique and there's nobody like you on the planet, which is, is, is I believe is, is nonsense because I'm pretty sure if we search hard enough, you're going to find somebody that's just, just like me, that has the same values like me, that has the same likes as me, dislikes as me, you know, very similar match. So we aren't as unique as we think we are. No. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. <laughs> so much to open up to discovering in who we are yes. and what, and what is possible. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, to find out who we are, 
we have to go beyond asking questions such as what do you like to have on your pizza do you like pineapple on the pizza we have to go beyond those you know simple likes and dislikes because who we who we are is none of anything that we carry with this with the sleeve true so david <laughs> i would love to ask you generally people are kind to each other in person generally you know but how come on social media especially the youtube section where there's all the comments why are people so mean there why are people mean on social media i think i think people give themselves more i've always said people take more liberties with the people they love to communicate and act and be whoever they want people feel they can do that with their families or relationships or and mm-hmm. and let their guard down and just say it for whatever way they want to say it but i also think people take a lot of those liberties on social media to say or be or do whatever they want but it's really hurtful man <laughs> like really bad stuff that they would say to people without holding back oh totally without without holding back sometimes yeah and oh sometimes some of those people are unconscious and sometimes some of those people are very conscious i think also it's they are hiding behind this glass you know so they hiding behind absolutely its name so they can do whatever and, they want. and it's a shadow piece of all their unprocessed um you know deeper emotional programming and you know that they can be tyrants or abusive and act that way mm. that that they they believe that that's okay because that's a normal way of being for them i miss i really miss the good old days when we could make a joke on social media or just make a joke in people and people would just laugh and not be offended because we have become so sensitive to everything and we take offense to everything i yeah, don't know so people hmm? people are a lot different on their online world sometimes than they are in their personal physical world mm. so we really are different multiple personalities walking around and juggling different worlds mm 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 yeah and i know that you actually made a video not too long ago was it yesterday or the day before talking about how we live in worlds within worlds you know or in worlds within this world this physical world which was a cake and if you guys haven't and seen sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes our worlds within worlds we only share with certain people certain worlds not all the worlds that we live in mm-hmm. so david i have to ask you uh are we really currently going through an energy shift and i'm asking you that because i don't feel anything or maybe i'm not 
awakened enough to feel anything but i personally don't feel anything uh, special going on but during times of um, existential crisis of chaos in the world people claim that we are going through an energy shift and i don't think that there needs to be a crisis in order for there to be a shift what do you think there's been a big battle between the light and the dark in our world okay which is still occurring mm. um my my reading is the light's going to win right okay um but when and 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 i i don't mean like maybe this year i'm surely it's 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 going to be thousands well, of it's a, it's a process we're the we're being rebirthed into a new world mm. so our world is being birthed into a new world and right now there's a big clearing or cleansing or purification process towards that mm. to be able to live more in harmony more in balance more uh awake more conscious and humanity is getting really big wake ups this year and so much has been kept hidden from people and so much of humanity has been completely lied to and um the other thing is that through all of these awakenings so much will be revealed and not all of humanity is really going to want to see it all and you know what it's going to be presented with mm. and there's so many information wars going on right now mm. for power struggles of you know what's being disclosed what's not what's being revealed how it's being revealed how much and there's there's battles right now for all of that mm. power struggles is a good way to say it um but humanity is going to get some big wake ups with some big reveals and out of that that's going to start to shift the consciousness more and it's going to shift what's occurring in our world as well and how people respond to it and what they decide to embrace because a lot of it they're not going to embrace some yes some no are you able to share with us what changes you think may happen to our experience of our world wow. another big big question um maybe just one thing that you think will be different from the way things are now just just one thing that you think uh, i mean is it is it going to be the way we spend money is it going to be the way we live in houses the way we communicate or, uh, how, how do you think 
I think that there's been a lot of abuse of children. Mm -hmm. And I feel that humanity will become more conscious and more protective of children. Okay. Yeah. That um, is big. And I think a lot of that has been very hidden. And it's going to come out more and more. Mm. And I think that a lot of technologies and resources have been held back um, by people that have wanted to control and, and manipulate all of it. And I feel a, a lot of that being released over time. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, not everybody's going to get to see everything that they want to see through the process. Yeah. But as a result, as a result of all of it, the world will be eventually in a better place. Mm. But, it, but we're in a process to get there. But eventually it will be better. I think the one thing that can shift is that we will have access to free energy in terms of, you know, not having to pay for, you know, the lights, you know, or the, just not having to pay for any electricity because I don't understand why we have to pay for this thing. There's so much of energy, free flowing energy in this universe. I feel the quality of life will be boosted eventually mm. through all of it. Yeah. So that would be amazing. I hold, I hold our planet in such a good way. And it's, it's such a beautiful place. We're all so lucky to be here on the planet and alive at this time for this process of birthing our new world. Mm. We all, you know, came here for this and to during these times of ascension and awakening. And it's such an exciting and dynamic time to be here with so many changes. Yeah, it is a great time to be here. I mean, but look, this is an, a really wonderful place to be, like you, like you shared. But as somebody that works with human beings all the time, I mean, we are, we are really messed up. You know, the human beings have a long way to actually go. And I, I judge human beings by all of the comments that they make in the YouTube channel. You know, I know whether there's going to be world peace by reading the comment section on YouTube. You know, and uh, I think our level of consciousness shows in all of those comments that we have uh, a long, long way to go. I think the important thing, I think the important thing is for people to realize that we all share the world. Showing that the connection's a little unstable for the internet, but we all share the world. We all need to come together to support our world more rather than, you know, um, in all the power struggles and control that's occurred in our world. 
Yes. That's really well said. That's really beautiful. If we could all realize that we share the world, I think we would we would really uh, open our hearts up much more. Um, yeah, and, and and treat treat one another to, for humanity to treat one another and the environment and the whole planet with more respect. Absolutely. A higher regard. Yeah. Absolutely. People, what people respect and value, they take care of. Mm. That's true. That's, that's the real wisdom there. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I need to write all this down and maybe... <laughs> share it back with you what you, you shared because uh, you, you need to post it, maybe make a video um, about this uh, just this year. I want to ask you another question which is a leading from what we've uh, yes. just spoken about and that is and this is going okay. this is a bit heavy uh, but uh, I'm going to go ahead anyway what do you think would happen to humanity if the concept of God was no longer available or no longer existed? And the reason that I'm asking that also is because religion creates barriers between people. That's what I think. The thing that is supposed to actually bring us together tears us apart. So, do you think that we would actually get on better, or I think it would give I think it would give humanity an opportunity for a real breakthrough, and the real breakthrough would be to not rely on an outside source like a government or God or other people to take care of things, but to really become more self reliant in how we show up with taking care of things ourselves and not waiting for other people, organizations, or energies or powers to do it. I think that people do not want to take responsibility for their lives. So therefore we need something on the outside, something greater and even bigger than us, such as the government or God, we need this something else to be in control or to be in charge. I think we need to have that kind of thing. Uh, I just wish that it did not separate us and just put barriers between us. Yeah. It's um it's it's tricky because it's like where humans choose to take things isn't always necessary. Yeah. But they take them there anyway. <laughs> where they don't need to be. Definitely. And I you know, I, I, I don't 
it would really matter if the idea or the concept of God did not exist anymore. Because even if you remove God from the equation, people still find differences with their, with their culture, whether it's with their whether it's with their sexual orientation, whether it's with their language. Human beings find ways to be different from each other. Whether they in color, you know, we, we find ways. I mean, we, we live in a world that's supposed to be free, yet we have borders between, uh, you know, countries. Uh, I mean, if I wanted to come to Australia, it's from South Africa, especially, it's not a simple process. And I have a few stories of how I've tried to get to Australia and I've had some challenges to overcome. It's, we, we created borders, you know. I want to say one thing here. Yeah. As human beings, being in 2020, yes. what kind of world are we to still have human trafficking occurring in 2020? Yeah. What kind allows that to occur still? What kind of species, with all the resources that we have available on our planet, allows there to be food shortages in certain places. Yeah. So we really have to look at what kind of species are we really based on ver versus how we want to see ourselves as a species. Mm -hmm. You know, based on what we're allowing to occur. Absolutely. And I, I also share the same thoughts. That the fact that somebody goes to bed tonight hungry in this day and age means that we have failed as a human species. We fail completely. It's shocking. Yeah. Uh, the amount of food we waste is, is just scary. If the connection is a bit low, we get to become we get to become better as a species of taking care of one another. Yeah, it's all just going back to basics, and just going back to just remembering what it means to being human. Because I wish there was a book, or I wish people were went went to a school where we were taught what it meant to be human. Do you know if there's a, uh, if there is actually a somewhere that says, this is what it means, like a book that says, this is what it means to be human. And every human can read that and say, okay, so I need to be this, 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 and that. Oh, that's, that's not possible because we have all of, this I think culture. I think there's been a lot of different interpretations about that. <laughs> yeah, but but surely to be human, you know, at least should you be kind, be loving, be respectful, or do you think human make it complicated? What does it mean to be kind? What does it mean to be respectful? And then you gotta put point two A, point two B, point two C, and then you know clause two A B. Yeah. Why do we have to complicate everything?
it just plays out in different ways based on how people respond or react. Mm. Yeah. Just in that, are we in reaction or are we in response? Yeah. I like, I really like the way Christ said it. And for some reason, I'm quoting the Bible in Christ today. I don't know why. But he, he said it very simply. Love one another as, as I have loved you. If we just follow that, I think we'll have a really wonderful world. If we just follow that. Yeah, I mean, it would be... It would be... David, the good thing is really bad. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel bad because a lot of what you're sharing and uh, talking, I'm, I'm hearing bits and pieces of it. Yeah. The internet connection, for some reason, isn't the most stable at the moment. Yeah. I think I a lot of people are on the internet during the quarantine quarantines and the lockdown yeah that, that is that, that is it's uh, people are now living in that world because you know they can't in uh, this uh, physical world so david mm. i've had the opportunity to study numerology with you and it was one of the best causes that i've ever had the chance to uh, study so let's talk a little bit about numbers and maybe this will be the last thing that we talk about today. So when you become conscious, okay. you start to see patterns or repeating numbers uh, around you. And it makes you think that reality is a program. So do you think that numbers are actually a language in which information is communicated to us is numbers actually I do I think not I think numbers and numerology are both life studies mm. I think we always have things to learn about them so it's it's an ongoing language or um, or languages and I don't think we ever stop learning about them yeah. and yes I do feel they unlock a lot of things they reveal so much when we take the time to learn about them or work with them or understand them or create with them So they, they, can, they can really change the trajectory of things. Mm. How do you use the numbers in your daily life? Do you, uh, if, if you want to do certain things in your life, do you look for a, uh, for a good date? I use, I use the numbers to look at how I measure things. 
And if I change the trajectory and make things bigger, how do the numbers change to make that happen based on how I'm measuring it? Mm. And I use the numbers for timing. They're almost like codes that reveal timing. Mm. Um, the numbers make me pay attention in a different way. Yeah. Why did you choose to have a chat with me at uh, your 3 p.m. in Australia? Is it, is, was, it, was it just a time that you were free or did you calculate that? Or would you just Three is a really good number for expansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for, um, I want to say entertainment, but, <laughs> but beyond the entertainment, it's a good number for expansion and creativity and yeah. expression. And three is connected to Jupiter and the Vedas. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot of benevolence that comes with three because of Jupiter. <laughs> Do you ever look at maybe like your flight number and say, okay, this flight is going to be on time or this flight will be late or this is going to be a good flight? Or Do you, uh, are I, you always doing numbers? I, I do look at numbers with flights, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and if I have a list of different flight numbers for a day, I'll pick the numbers that I feel good about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think most and, people look at the only number, which is the price. <laughs> yeah. So what time was it in the morning there when we started this talk today? Uh, well, at my time was 7 a.m. And for you, it was 3. So 7 and 3, by the way, is 10. Oh, yeah. And 10, 10 is the Wheel of Fortune card in the Tarot, oh, yeah. which means the wheel is always spinning. We have no control over where it lands, but wherever it lands, that's our opportunity. Yeah. And so this talk between both of our times changes people's fortunes. Wow. Okay. That's incredible to know. Because I, I never saw that. And I never think, see, this is why we talk to the masters. This is why we have David here today. You know, a, a master is be able to just see, but rather perceive our reality in a way that we would not, you know, and this is what makes the masters the masters. David, in closing, is there anything that you want to share with the world? I know you share lots of wisdom. There's, there's so many masters in our world. Mm. There's masters that are in the physical. There's masters that are not in the physical. Mm. We can work with them all. Yeah. Absolutely. It just, people have to get clear on what kind of world they're committed to creating based on what their vision is for our world. What, what kind of world do we all, are we all committed to creating for the future?
Mm. Yeah. We are all in this all together and uh, we need to stand together. Not just in times of crisis, but we always need to stand together. Yes. David, thank you so much. Thank you for very, very much, my friend. Where can people hear these talks? I am posting them on uh, my Facebook profile as well as my Facebook page, but I'm also posting them onto YouTube. So I will send you the video as well to share with your community. And, and can I share my website with people? Do you mind? Absolutely, yes, I'm just gonna ask you that. First, uh, first of all, I just wanna say, David, thank you so much for making time to actually be with us. It was really fun uh, to have a conversation with you. Uh, you know, yes, David is excellent. Sorry, David, say again. It's so great always to connect with you. Yeah, same, thank you. you know, thank I, you for it, having me. David is excellent as, at everything that he does, and he's a true master, not only in the sense that he's wise, but he's a master at his craft. And anybody that has an opportunity to have a consult with him would be completely blown away. So, you know, there are very few uh, intuitive readers in this world that I trust. I think there's two, and David is one of those two that I trust. So, uh, if, if uh, anybody wants to get a hold of you and to do a reading, um, find out more about you. Where can my, you web, my website is www.inner, I N N E R, precision, P R E C I S I O N dot com, innerprecision.com. Right. Thank you all so much for everything. <laughs> And thank you for watching In Conversation with the Masters. If you like this video, please share it with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.